Welcome to the Holistic Health Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and each week I interview everyday people who have transformed their health and the amazing souls supporting them on their journey. Be inspired. Welcome, Tess, <laughs> my beautiful friend from the States. Uh, it's been an honour to, to spend the last 12 months with you. So Tess is a culinary director, food educator and retreat chef. Um, she's completely golden, which is amazing. <laughs> And I love watching you on Instagram. So welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Susan. I'm so happy to be here. Mm, it's always beautiful. It's been time. <laughs> so I just want to dive in today and, and talk about what life looks like for you now. Where are you at? What are you loving? What have you created in the last, uh, particularly in the last six, well, a little bit longer than six months, isn't it? But um You've just come back from Nantucket, you've had a great time, and there's been a big launch in the last month. So I'd love, to, love you to share with us all about that, that part of your life. Yeah, sure. Um, so over the last handful of months, especially during COVID, being a retreat chef has shifted greatly because um, borders are closed and events are not happening. And having to figure out what that looked like for myself and my business. Um, I luckily was, I really thrived during quarantine and I was able to just play in that space and explore and see what was going to fit me and my lifestyle and my business to keep it going. And um, I took to creating cooking shows on Instagram. And so I started a series of cooking shows and those have been really great. Um, I have Cooking with Tess, which is a solo show of myself, and I cook really simple, colorful, quick recipes there. And then uh, What Do I Eat Next is my show where I take bring on guests. I have an episode with you that people can check out. Um, and the concept there is for my guest to teach me and subsequently the viewers um, their favorite simple recipe, and it's always gluten-free, always uh, cane sugar-free or refined sugar-free. Um, and they are, they scale between easy to like, not too skilled, like you don't need to be a chef to do it, but maybe it just takes a little bit more time. Um, but the episodes are really fun and I love connecting with new people. And um, I have started writing a cookbook and so that was really fun and doing lots of photo shoots and um, my background is in installation. So that concept as an installation designer is the transformation of spaces. So I've always been able to really um, conceptualize things like a retail space or a photo shoot space um, or a cooking show space. and. Um, so that will be coming out in a couple of months. And um, I'm also the culinary director for a new restaurant um, down in Beacon, New York. They are gluten-free facility and um, primarily vegan with a few vegetarian options. Um, and that has been a really amazing learning experience for me. I uh, never sought out to be in the commercial kitchen area, um, but it really came out of nowhere, even though as a manifesting generator and a manifester in general, I kind of understand the other concepts at play, but um, it was offered to me at a really great time. And 
now I have a full menu created by me that's being served to customers every day. And that's very cool. That's so cool. So cool. I'm so excited. And I call you my chameleon. You definitely shift and evolve very quickly, um, particularly over the time that we've, we've spent together. But it's so amazing to see your journey and how it's, it's just naturally evolved based on who you are and what lights you up and, and what brings joy into your world. So that's been really exciting to watch. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Well, thank you for witnessing and reflecting that. And I definitely can see the chameleon thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they love lounging on rocks and I love lounging on rocks in the sun. So that's, <laughs> we have multiple things in common. Yeah, meant to be, right? <laughs> good well life hasn't always been this way so I'm keen to understand where you're you know not not necessarily rock bottom but where was your shift where was the change that came from from you to to start creating this journey because you weren't always on this journey at all and you definitely had some um, challenges with your periods and and in that kind of space which probably was it was a bit of a catalyst so I'd be really keen to hear a bit more about that yeah that um so I had my rock, I've had a few rock bottoms in my life, but I had my most recent one that really shifted everything um, in 2018, about two years ago. My period issues stemmed prior to that. I, I had my first bleed when I was 16. I think I was actually 16 and a half. So I was quite late. Um, and my issue from, so I'll kind of start there and then skip forward. But my issue there was that I would bleed twice a month, um, Mm -hmm. every month, and it would be a full five-day period with symptoms and everything that goes along with that. Um, And it was always so – I was very concerned because I knew that that wasn't healthy. Um, And it was very frustrating because I was seeking help from the Western medical doctors as well as Eastern medical doctors and um, other practitioners as well. And nobody could give me an answer. Um, Especially when I was younger, it was uh, just, Oh, I don't know. We can put you on birth control. Um, There was no investigation and they just wanted to prescribe me. And I wasn't ever interested in that. Um, Thankfully my mother, she definitely influenced that. Um, but it also felt very right for me not to just cover up the issue with a bandaid and really try to figure it out, even though it would take me over 16 years to figure out what it was. Um, as I got older, um, I definitely went into the food realm. I had always struggled with food and didn't eat health healthfully when I was young, um, struggled with weight. And after I graduated from college and I was 22, I moved to Venice beach, California, and I met my first vegan person. And I remember being blown away and I moved back to New York city and I worked at a vegan restaurant for five years. I practiced a vegan lifestyle for eight years. Um, and this is also where I started learning more about Eastern medicine, um, going to acupuncturists and that's where my cycle started being manipulated. Um, at first I thought it was being healed, 
And it wasn't until later that I realized that it was just a manipulation, that it it still was a form of a band-aid. It wasn't solving the problem. It was it was temporarily resolving it, but it wasn't solved. It wasn't healed. Um, and I would liken that to maybe you have a back issue. And so you go to the chiropractor when you throw your back out and they relieve that symptom. And for the next few months you're good, but then your back's going to slip out again. Um, so I was vegan for about eight years, um, was not healthy while being a vegan. I didn't eat animal products as what a vegan is, but I definitely was eating a lot of processed soy, sugar, vegan treats, a lot of like macaroni and cheese, pasta, very the kind of like beige and white vegan diet that a lot of people are on. Um, And I started dreaming about eating eggs. And I talked to my acupuncturist at the time and she actually supported and encouraged me to indulge in this dream um, that it was a recurring dream. And so I started eating eggs and I felt really great. And then I started craving fish and it took me about two years to eat fish. Um, Lots of guilt in there and I ate fish and it was great. And then I went into Turkey and then it was kind of just a the ball rolled from there. And as soon as I really was listening to my body and following the cravings for a particular protein, my body just felt a lot better. Um, period symptoms were still there. It wasn't being resolved, but I was going to acupuncture and every six months, maybe I would be good. I would be normalized and have one period per month, um, for about six months and then it would slip back. And I do want to note that during this manipulation, when I was only bleeding once a month, it was excruciating. Mm -hmm. Um, I had such intense symptoms and would be like debilitated in bed, curled into a ball, crying, very, very heavy bleeding, clotting, um, extreme symptom, PMS symptoms, um, wouldn't be able to go to work for a number of days every single month, which, which is difficult for any person that has a job. Um, and so skip forward. Then in 2018, I had my rock bottom. I had my own store for a number of years, a plant and garden store. Um, and it was so beautiful and it was very successful, but it just wasn't to the point where I needed it to be to keep it going. And I decided to close it. Um, I had moved home with my mother. So I was about, I was 30. Um, I was, it was like a conscious decision to do this, to save money, to pay off some debt. Um, and I was only going to be there for a short amount of time. And I took a job at, um, in the corporate world, which is totally not aligned with who I am as a person. Um, but it was the highest salary I had ever made. I was like putting $4,000 a month towards my debts. And it was, that was feeling really good. Um, but it took its toll on me health wise. And I ended up, um, getting mono, um, mononucleosis, the virus and, for most people, it's like two weeks, you're in high school, you miss a couple weeks of high school, it's not a big deal, you're back. 
Um, once you hit that threshold of 30 years old, then, then it's a totally different animal. And I was out. I could not do anything for um, three months. Mm. And it felt like I, it was never going to end. I thought that I was just going to be like that forever. And it was very difficult. Um, I was out of work, living at my mother's house. I had no real purpose. Um, I now couldn't support myself financially. I couldn't leave my bed. Um, and I remember I, I was on the floor of my bedroom. I had spent a lot of time there between my bed and my floor and I was just crying. And I said, please, God help me. I, I need help with this. And I got a ping just like an internal intuitive prompt to go on Instagram. And I did. And this woman, she posted, that she was offering a discount code for the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a click and everything inside myself said, yes, this is what I need to do. And I called the school. Um, I, to get that full discount, I had to pay the tuition upfront, which was very difficult because I hadn't been working for three months and I had run out of money. Um, but I just said, that's fine. I'll have it to you by the end of the month. Um, and I manifested $5,000 to pay in full in that month. Um, and it came through and I paid it and I started classes and that's where I met you, Susan. And that was such a wonderful experience, just the whole schooling in general. Mm. Um, and it was definitely a pivotal moment where I realized that food has always been this integral part of my life. Um, and I wasn't quite sold on the, the coaching. I kept pushing for that, but it wasn't really flowing. Um, but being a chef really flowed. And that's where I started. I got that opportunity to create the menu for the restaurant, just came in and um, went to Aspen and cooked for 14 people for a week. And all these different opportunities just kept flooding to me. Um, then in December or January of 2000, I guess January 2020, so this past January, I was standing at my refrigerator. And I had gotten my period again, um, double month. And I was just so bummed. And it was yet again a feeling like, what is wrong with me? I'm in my 30s. I'm never going to be able to have a baby. I don't understand. This isn't normal, but nobody can help me. Um, and I opened my fridge to eat something. And I was reaching for bread. And I got a ping, another intuitive prompt that said, it's gluten. And I've told you this before, but you haven't listened. Mm. It's gluten. And I remember saying to myself or that ping or whatever, oh, I just don't want it to be that. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I've given up gluten for a month before doing the whole 30, doing various cleanses, but a month is not long enough to really see a full cycle shift. So 
I'm going to give up gluten for three months. And if I don't see anything, then I know that it's not that and I can just move on. And I gave up gluten for three months and my period has been regular ever since. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing, right? (laughs) Oh, amazing. That that's what it is. And it's so nice to just feel it. Mm. And I know all of the people that love gluten and they're like, oh, well, I would never give up gluten. I was always that person too. But now I'm like, well, I could have this croissant or baguette. That would be really good for these three minutes. Yeah. And I'll bleed twice this month. (laughs) And it just doesn't really equate. I'm not interested. Um, So that was a very, very nice, um, I guess, just uh, being trusting myself and understanding and knowing that, okay, this is really important information and it is going to change my life, but it's also maybe going to shape my life into something else. And now as a chef, I'm a gluten-free chef. Um, And that's been really helpful. And it's really steered me more toward rainbow foods and having that like really bright and colorful palette that I work with, um, which ultimately is attracting my clients to me. Um, So that's my story. Yeah, that's what I love about your Instagram feed. I could just look at all the color, just the the shades of color within that. This is all the deep greens and then the, you know, the red carrot or the sort of purple carrot. And yeah, I can always see them sprinkled throughout um, every, pretty much every post that you put up through that space. It's always gorgeous. Thank you. Very cool. <laughs> but it, like one key thing, you know, you stop and you listen to yourself. And then um, for me, it was pasta because I could eat pasta. I can eat bread and it's probably gluten, but it's, it's that. I could eat that to the cows come home. Like, but I just don't have a filter. It just, just doesn't stop. So it's like I, yeah, my body doesn't, it's almost like it's that whole um, system where your body tells you that you're full that I actually turn that off by eating that or it just, I just never get that recognition. Same. That's exactly what I was doing as well. And I just want to point out that through, I had been tested for celiac. I had been tested for gluten allergies and nothing ever came up. Mm. The only symptom is that I bleed twice a month Mm. when I eat. Which is you still have to dig. Like it's not just a quick prick on your, on your finger test and it's done. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about your time at, um, with IIN. What, did, what were some of the things, you know, you say that was really transformative, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. What was, what was the big lesson that you learned through that year? Oh, there were so many, I think. Um, definitely a big one that I've always felt, and especially more recently, is that every body is different. Um, but there are hundreds, thousands of dietary theories, reasons to be vegan, reasons to be a meatitarian. I mean, if you want to prove something, you can prove that, but it might not work for everybody. Um, and for me, I was vegan for a long time and I felt good for a certain amount of time. And then I didn't feel good. Um, and so 
having that flexibility and the trust for myself to listen to my body and not necessarily a societal box. Um, that, that was a huge lesson. Um, and then beyond that, there is, so they talk about food, but they also talk about the, um, primary foods, which is your lifestyle. And that includes mental health or career, physical activity. All of that is so important, um, on top of the food that you're putting in your body. Um, and focusing on that and really that's, I think where I started to learn that I could trust myself. Um, even just by looking and tracking those things helped me with that. And that prompt that I got about gluten came about halfway through that course for me. And I'm not sure if I would have gotten it if otherwise, if I would have been awakened enough or attuned to that information, if I hadn't been in school. Um, and then just that there are so many people, like-minded people around the world, like you. And I mean, it's amazing to be connected and that we have this ability to connect over technology, literally on opposite ends of the earth. Um, and just having that space to come together and, um, I'm very grateful for that. Mm. One of the things that I really loved, like you've touched on it, is around that bioindividuality. So when we would get on, you know, because we would do initial health sessions with um, each other and every time I got on a call with somebody, they had a completely different story, like just completely different to me but completely different to the last person that I'd spoke to. So that really instilled for me that whole everybody is different and we need to be listening and we need to uh, create the space for them to be able to explore what's going on for them. And I don't believe that we've ever been taught to do that in life generally. You know, you go to a doctor, they prescribe something, you come home, you take it. But maybe that's not the right thing for you. Yeah. So that was just something that I learned across that, that period. And I, I, I think if anything people get out of this, it's about that exploration and going, like you said, um, if it's just, I'm just going to explore it for three months. It's not the rest of my life because that's what people think. Like we kind of go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be stuck with this forever. I'm going to have to have no gluten forever. And you're like, no, no, no. Let's just try it for three months and see what happens and see what shifts. Nothing shifts, add it back in, see what changes at that point. And, and it's that constant experimentation that we are doing with our own lives and that we encourage our, um, our clients to do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And that thought of, I don't want to never eat gluten again and I'm just going to explore it for three months. But then I explored it and I did see a shift and now I don't want to eat gluten ever again. <laughs> so being open and like flexible to that, your opinion might change as well. Yeah. So I can have that pizza or I can mm-hmm. have two periods in a month. Which, which one? Do I want? And so how about I, which is what you do is go, let's make that pizza different. And what does that look like? Oh, yeah. Let's make the pizza different. Yeah. Yes. And let's make it really fuel my body rather than deplete my body. Yes. Yeah. So much gold. So overall on your journey, what were some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? You've already touched on the one, you know, that just listening to yourself um, and trusting your body has been um, really important. But what are some of the other lessons that you might have learned? Um, I have really appreciated different I don't know what to call them. I, I want to say modalities of 
thought, mm-hmm. like human design, mm-hmm. um, has really helped me in my life and, um, like peering into astrology even slightly, or just getting to know myself in these different ways that validate who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's less about looking outside to tell me about myself, but to more look and see where do I feel that that's true and where can I, where can I validate that for myself? Um, Because there's definitely places that I've looked for information. I'm like, that doesn't sound like me. That's not right. Um, But then when I see something and I'm like, Oh, that makes so much sense. And then I can lean into that and explore what that means a little bit more. Um, That's been really fun. Also fun having fun. Um, that started about a year ago. My, I started going to therapy, um, for the first time ever in my life, another modality that's really great to get to know yourself. Um, and he prescribed me a week of the most fun that I could handle. And, um, I don't drink alcohol, but he likened it to, act as if you're half drunk for the next week and just go with things. And at first I was like, well, I don't drink, but then I was like, okay, I can like try that on a little bit and just, just put myself out there in a way that I wouldn't normally. Cause I actually am very shy as a person. Um, and I, by doing that, I met an improv teacher and joined an improv class and I started going out dancing a lot and Um, watching old childhood movies again. Um, I started modeling, which totally changed my perception of myself and my body. Um, And then I started modeling and doing the creative direction for the photo shoots, um, which then led me to writing a cookbook and using those photographs. So just like, just exploring and having fun and playing with different pieces of myself that I may have been confined by previously. Mm. And just that just opens up so many doors, isn't it? Because it, it just creates a different mindset where you can go, I can have, I'm, I'm here to have fun. I'm going to act half drunk. That's the thought that I have. <laughs> you're not necessarily, you're not literally half drunk, but it's then it just takes off all those shackles and just creates a, a um, and, like a blanket of freedom where you kind of go, I'm still going to do it respectfully and I'm still going to do it with love and I'm going to turn up for myself and I'm not going to um, be rude to people, but I'm just going to have some fun in this space and just talk to people that I probably haven't talked about. You know, you did improv, which was like, I still go, that that would scare the crap out of me. <laughs> but here you go, this is what I did this week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> but you had fun and you enjoyed it and just, um, just created that space for you. It's a safe space for yourself to explore. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's and I met a lot of people along the way too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because it opens up your networks, doesn't it? Just these, you know, beautiful souls that you start to connect with. You don't know why they come into your life, but they come into your life for a reason. And then you can give to them and they can give to you and you just create this. Uh, it's more abundance, right? It's more abundance and love and, and support that comes in that space. So you're a manifesting generator, just like me. Do you want to share a bit about that, how that plays out for you? Yeah, I love being an MG. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. When I first, so it's not surprising now, but when I first heard about um, human design, it came to me three different times. And now I know that when things show up in threes, that it's, it's a ping telling me that I need to investigate this movement. Um, and so I looked up, I looked it up and I found that I was a manifesting generator and MGs are, are a more rare type. They're not the rarest, but we, there aren't a lot of us, but what I saw immediately was it is my duty in my life to become as many versions of myself as possible. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> and oh my God. And all of the, my whole life, all the voices and criticism and like disappointment that I've received from other people mm. that, oh, can't you just pick something and settle down or you're almost 30 and you still don't have a career or, oh, now you're flying to Brazil. And like, what is that going to do for you? Like just so much people wanting me to be a certain predictable way and Mm -hmm. feeling like there was something wrong with me. Again, I'm, that's coming up that feeling that I had when my period was a miss, what's wrong with me, this concept of not fitting in, Um, and what is wrong with me? And then I learned, and also through IIN that I need to fit out. I am not in that box and it is my duty to become. And by fulfilling my duty, I then show everyone else what's possible. Yeah. And so it's really a form of constant, inspiration and inspiring myself and following that fun. Um, and it's been so liberating and validating, as I said before, and it just feels like a weight has lifted off of me. Um, and now I'm not scared anymore that things aren't working out. Sometimes I get a little like, Oh, I don't know what's coming next Mm. and not feel scary, but I do know that there's something Mm. there. Whereas before, it felt like there was nothing and that I was messing up or something. Yeah. Um, there's that trust again. Yeah. And it is definitely about trust and, and knowing that you'll be, it'll be okay on the other side, whatever that the other side looks like. We're just going to go on this journey and something will show up at the right time and you just say yes and, and keep moving forward from that space. Yes. And my authority is my sacral um, gut area. Oh, no. Yes. Is that the sacral? Yes. That's the sacral area. Um, I was getting that confused with the solar plexus. So my authority is my gut intuition. Um, and so it is that ping or that ping of, um, of intuition. And I've been trying actively to pay attention to that more. And I even started a notes on my phone of my list of pings and I just write it down and I'm trying to act on that. Um, and yeah, it's, what is your authority? Is yours the same? It's the emotional solar plex. plex. Oh, you have the solar plexus. Yeah. Yeah. So that they're, everybody's so different within their type as well. 
Mm, that's right. So when I get into a, I guess, in, into a conversation with Chris, that's actually, and it's typically with Chris, when I get quite, I get quite emotional and he's like, I don't want to upset you. And I said, no, 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 this is really important to me. I, this is why I'm, I'm upset. But then once I overlaid the human design with it, I'm like, oh, that's why I get upset. <laughs> like it was really, like you said, it's, it's my duty, but it's my awareness now that this is why I feel so strongly about things, why I make decisions like I do. Like decisions are just done. We're, um, we're talking before about a pool that we're going to put in and Chris is like, do we need to have the biggest pool? I'm like, we need to have the biggest pool. We are getting the biggest pool. Like it's done. Don't ask me again. Just let's get on it. <laughs> and he's, he's a generator. So he will get on with all the tasks that I need done. So that's why I can just, you know, he doesn't realise it, but I can just say, and he'll listen to this, I can say to him I need blah done and he'll go, okay, and he'll make it happen. He may not have it, make it happen in that minute, but he'll, at some point he will just get it done. And I'm like, oh, so we work really well in that space. God bless the generators. That's right. 70% of the population, right? We need them. I am not... I know it's, I'm like a manifesting generator, but I feel I'm more on the manifestor side where I do not want to have any part of the generating that goes into it. Yeah. So. And that's, I don't operate well as a generator. Like I can do it, but I'm like frustrated as, you know, frustrated as all hell, you know, my not self theme with that, with human design. So I'm like, oh yes, I can do, I can spend time building that spreadsheet and have all the formulas looking beautiful, but I want to, I don't want to do it at the end. I'm exhausted and I need to lie down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, it, yeah, it's really transformative when you start delving into that human design and, and what's actually what it actually means, which is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for asking about it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a massive believer in self-love. We've just come off the back of a 30 days of self-love um, uh, group, which was really good fun and we learned a lot through that space. So thank you for joining me in there. What's something that you do for self-love? Oh, um, I think self-inquiry is a big thing. And um, also knowing when it's time to not be so inside mm-hmm. and and come back out again, um, but definitely taking that time to connect to myself. And that can be sitting in a meditation or um, doing mirror work I love, or sometimes it's making banana ice cream and Mm. like getting into a flow with myself where there's no other distractions. Mm. And that's huge, right? It comes back to that intuitive listening to your body. What do I need right now? And being um, okay, being completely okay with doing what you need to do as opposed to listening outside where they go, well, no, you should be doing this. Or, you know, for me as a mother, you should be doing, looking after everybody else, not, not focusing on yourself. And that is really self-centered. Like people can talk about that and, you know, that you're all about yourself and you're like, actually, when I'm all about myself, I'm actually better for other people. And that's what we've, we need to communicate that, that better and, and, and more in that space. Mm -hmm. Mm. And feel confident in taking that space for Mm. yourself. Mm. That's exactly right. Cool. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, I love learning about how I can support you or, and how our listeners can support you in, in your journey um, and what you're doing. So just in recognition of the time that you've provided today, always love to give back. So what's one way that we can give back to you today? 
Oh, interesting. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram at completely golden and um, you can it just see more, more about what I'm doing there. That's the main platform. That's awesome. That's cool. And what's happening with your cookbook? When, when can we expect that? Or because you already started to drip feed things into completely golden for that. Yes. Yeah. I've been doing little teasers. And so that should be done by, uh, well, Labor Day is in the States, but the beginning of September. Yeah. That's super exciting. I can't wait. I'm ready to hit download. So it's good. So thank you again for coming on. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing, you know, where we can find you, which would be great. So I encourage everybody to go and connect with you, connect with my chameleon because you're always evolving and there's so much, um, so much beauty in the work that you do that I really love it and I love your exploration of self and, um, and that inner work that you do, you really inspire me. So thank you so much and thank you for being here. Thank you, Susan. I am inspired by you as well. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. To continue your health and wellness journey, please come over to my Holistic Health with Susan Scollin Facebook group. This is where I support you with mindset, self-love and nutrition tools to elevate your health and wellness. Also, I would be super grateful for you to jump into your favorite podcast app and and rate my Holistic Health podcast. This helps others find my podcast so that they can be inspired and start their journey to truly transform and up-level their life. Also, if this episode resonates with you and you can think of somebody that you want to share it with, please do so. Uh, This is about spreading more health, love, uh, self-love and uh, wild transformation into the lives of the people um, that we truly love every single day um, and helping each other to grow. So thank you again for being here and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.